We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. too hard and the other giggles you're hearing right now are of my guest you know him from take my wife he currently writes on ap bio he he was on westworld according to imdb is that real yep i had one oh, line did you really <laughs> yeah. i fucking missed it zig nicholson what what butthole <laughs> usually air coming out of your butthole but not when you're around the coat <laughs> well if someone said to me Nicole, I just want you to blow right into my butthole. I'd be like, all right. All right. I'll do it. Will this keep you here? <laughs> oh, that's where I'm at right now. Hey, down for the cause. I respect that. I was on a flight yesterday, and as we like, we were taking off, and I was falling asleep, and I said, Nicole, if this plane goes down, no one will say in loving memory of my wife, Nicole. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> Isn't that an awful thought? That is, that is an awful thought. <laughs> No one's ever going to be like, in loving memory of my beautiful wife who loved me dearly and was so good to me. Is that like, does that wife thing feel like a real, like an important qualifier to you in your life? Not super important, but like when you read obituaries, it's like yeah. survived by a loving yeah. husband or a loving wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My obituary is going to be like, she had a bunch of friends and she was wild. <laughs> survived by a dope podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and she never got the answer. And now she dead. <laughs> what a tragic end to this whole experiment. Truly, that it would, would be. <laughs> if I never figured it out and just died on a Delta flight. Yep. Oh, oh my boy. God. Are you single? I'm currently single, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Are you on dating apps? Are you meeting people in life? I am not on dating apps. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, they scare me a little bit, <laughs> a lot of bit. Uh-huh. Um, I like I was thinking about this in in anticipation of coming on this podcast. I was like, why wouldn't I date Nicole? No, I'm just kidding. I was well, like, you can't talk about it yet. Not yet. I wouldn't. But I, I was like, <laughs> genuinely, I was like, what? It just made me. I just was just thinking about the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. endeavor, a little bit. And I was like, uh, there's something about like the privacy of it that really scares me. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're really just like. Here's what I equate it to. <laughs> it's like. What, <laughs> like, you ain't gonna be haunted by a ghost probably unless you go looking for one, right? Okay, all right. <laughs> so it's like, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yes. You won't find one unless you go looking for them yes. in that fucking pool of insane people. Yes. And obviously, there's some great people that are doing <laughs> that are doing it but that are in there. Are there? I don't know. I don't know either. I think I've got a bit of an old school romantic vibe mm-hmm. about me too. That like really like love is is love so dead that we need computers. I guess so. I mean, what a fantastic... You should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Sell it as Zeke merch. <laughs> Zeke merch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, truly, I've never thought of it that way. Is love so dead that we need computers to help us find love? I guess the answer... The answer is technically no. No, yeah. But I think it's... Uh, like everyone's wrapped up in life and doing sure. shit and everything is compartmentalized. So it's like, well, why not just be able to go on an app and totally. find somebody? And I think the practical way to look at it is like that is just now filling a a social void that was, um, you know, that was sort of filled in other ways prior. Like even arranged marriage, I think, is sort mm-hmm. of it's it fills the same purpose of like connecting yeah. people, you know. Um and yeah, certainly the sort of social dynamics just shift as as technology mm-hmm. progresses. But like, there is something about it that's like it just feels un yeah it feels unromantic to me. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is almost clinical to like look at someone's picture and be like, no, yes, and then read a bio and be like, all right, they said two things that tickle my fancy. Totally. Yes, and then you meet them. And I think you get like a preconceived notion before you meet someone, especially when you text. I've said this a hundred times on the podcast that texting creates a false intimacy. Yeah. And then you meet this person, you're like, they're not what I thought they were. Wow, that's interesting. Of course not. They're a stranger. Yeah. They're a weird fucking stranger who's putting their life out there and you're doing the same thing. So because (sighs) I haven't really done that. So I know obviously like Mm -hmm. you text with people and then you go and meet them in real life. But that's so fascinating. I've never thought about that false intimacy based on like extensive conversations that are happening through this. Mm -hmm. this, Well, think about like people like friends or acquaintances that you have like say at UCB yeah the UCB theater where we both perform like people you're not genuinely friends with but you've like texted with or like Instagram commented with and then you see them in person and they're like yeah and you're like why can't we talk in real life we talk online right it's the same thing yeah except you're just like you love me yeah you want (laughs) to you want to be inside me for a little bit Uh, so you like to meet people in person. Why are you single? That's a weird question. Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> you're really delighted by that. Um, well, because you're pretty. Thank you. You're welcome. Likewise. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm pretty picky. Ooh, I think is part of it. Okay. I don't. There's a couple things. I don't also like. I don't like the exercise of dating in general. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that. And that's another reason why I kind of stay away from the apps. Like there are people who like to go and and get like my roommate really likes to or and he's not seeing somebody now, but like at a time was like really enjoying sort of going and and just like shooting that bullshit with like wow. people. You know, like the 
People uh-huh. enjoy that. It makes them feel good and That's alive. insane. And I'm just not structured that way. I'm um, not like that either. Yeah. And I think a little bit too, do you, how do you feel about dating people within the comedy community versus not? Uh, I'm sure this has come up on this podcast before. It has, but not very often. Yeah. I used to just like run through dudes in the comedy <laughs> community. Just, I'm, you know, just like yeah, kiss yeah, it yeah. and uh, uh, fuck it. Sure. <laughs> uh, but lately, I'm like, no, I don't. I, I don't want to run into some dude that I was trying to make something yeah. happen with at a show. I don't want. I, I just. It feels a little incestuous, and 100%. it's almost as if you fuck one person, you're fucking like a bunch of your friends because they For fucked sure. a bunch of the, like our friends. Yeah. So it does feel weird. Something about that like is really tough to me, and I think mm-hmm. specifically, I when I was in college, I was on the track team, and mm-hmm. unlike. Exactly like improv. It was like very incestuous. Uh-huh. We're at practice together every single fucking day. It's uh-huh. like, you gonna be fucking those people. <laughs> you and know? everyone has a nice body. Everyone Y'all are running around. Body. Except for the field girls. That's... They built like fucking bricks. <laughs> well, the throwers. The throwers, yeah. yes. Them jumpers, Well, track though. and field. The field girls. Sure. That's what I call them. I threw shot putt. You did? Ooh. Sure did, yeah. Um... Some coach is like, she big. I bet she can throw something heavy. <laughs> and guess no. what? I was good at oh, it. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Not if I had like train trained, I could have been like state champion. But wow. I was like, eh, not doing that. Cause like like a good throw is about like thirty. A great throw is like thirty-five. A like like really, really good is like forty. Yeah. So like I genuinely landed in like the thirty-eight. Wow. So like if in I had high school shot, that's yeah. pretty yeah. And if I worked at it, I probably could have gotten to like forty-five. Yeah. But I was like, nah, nah I'm, I'm good at being mediocre. I gotta go practice for Godspell. <laughs> um that's great. Good for you. Um, no, thank you. Tell me about mm-hmm. fucking track people. No, but like it's. I think there's something about when I'm like in the improv community and everybody's sort of incestuous in that same way. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I'm kind of going backward in my mm-hmm. life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, and so yeah, I don't know. There's something about the the pool that's like you just circle in the drain that I'm yes. sort of like. Uh, but then it's hard because that's who I hang out with. Like, like those are my people. We don't do anything else. We don't do anything else. Like, do you have a hobby? <laughs> what does that even mean? Exactly. Like, it's when your whole life is a hobby. It's like yeah, yeah. You I perform. play pickup basketball, but uh, that's yeah, but not you're a not hobby. Meet no girls doing that. <laughs> exactly. I don't like bars. Also, like <laughs> I'm a fucking I, hermit. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like whenever I think of going out to a bar now in my mid thirties. Uh oh, held my. I think I'm thirty one, but uh. Anytime I think about going out to a bar, I'm like, why? Yeah. I have booze in my house. Uh-huh. I can just sit at home and drink if I want to. For sure. And it gets so loud in a bar. It does. It's too much. Too, too yeah, much. Yeah, but I don't have hobbies. I do fun things all the time. Yeah. Like when people are like, I love to travel. Duh. Everybody loves to right. travel. And I get to travel for my job. That ain't a hobby. It's That's a, a thing. It's not a hobby. I don't know. I think a hobby, at least the way I define it, is like a habitual thing you do to blow oh, off steam. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like crafting. Like crafting. Exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, oh, anyway, but <laughs> I feel like we're off topic. But yeah. We can go off topic. Is, it's okay. What even is the topic? Um, the topic is, why am I single? But why, right now, it's talking about why, why you're, you're single? single. Yeah. I think I just like... I don't know. I'm really, I'm built, I'm one of those people who doesn't like, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, like, let's mm-hmm. do it for real. And that puts a fair amount of pressure on, like, that person. On, or just and on, you. like, doing, I don't really do, like, the casual dating thing uh-huh. much. It's just not really my speed. And I've gone through portions of my life where I'm like, 
maybe I should do that. Like, mm-hmm. what is that like? And it just doesn't really make me happy. I don't know. How many relationships have you had in your whole lifetime? Um, not, um, I don't know. What's this? I'm 28 years old. Like, uh, Ooh, you're young. Maybe. Whoa. Yeah. Still in your 20s. Ugh. Wait till you get 30. You'll forget uh, so many things. <laughs> Who am I? I get so forgetful. Yeah. But it might just be my ADD. It could be that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe those headphones are too tight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like 10, 12. I mean, like, in college relationships are also like, what the fuck, you know? Oh, okay. That's more than I thought. I thought you'd oh, be like two. No, 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 no. I, and, and I've never been in one that's like, t- you know, the people like eight years long and never had a relationship mm-hmm. like that. That's just, such a long time. Just a long ass time. Eight How are you going to be the same person when you go in, when you come out? Right? Eight years. I feel like everyone gets ruined after five it's with the same so person. It's so true. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. But. Um, so what's the longest relationship you've ever had? Um, Like two-ish years. That's a that's a good chunk of yeah, time. Yeah, year and a half. And where'd years. you meet that person? Um, A college. Like-ish. Mm. Yeah. What college did you go to? I went to Williams College. Where's that? It's in Northwest Massachusetts. Oh. Very small school. Oh. Um, is it white? It's very white. Pretty white, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Although, like for the type of school, it is more diverse than you would think. But Ooh. I certainly did not have black friends really prior to coming here, <laughs> and it was a real revelation to have a group of people I could just unabashedly drop the N word with. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could say the N word. <laughs> it just sounds hateful coming out of my mouth. And I recently had to say it like on a job on camera, and I. <laughs> Just decided to thread the words together. Uh-huh. So, you, so you'd be like, wait, did she? Maybe. I don't know. And then I like just put a smile at the end. Because I don't know. Just the way my voice sounds, I feel sure. like it sounds I, hateful. I have the same thing. I mean, I we both talk pretty quote unquote, quote, white. Quote, unquote white. You know, yes. who the fuck knows what that means. But uh, I was putting... I was playing pickup yesterday, and some random guy was playing with uh-huh. us, and he was this black dude who like was being mad aggressive and like pushed us, and I just had a real like street switch. Uh-huh. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> That's what all I was like. You better watch yourself. <laughs> sometimes you could do that. Like sometimes it comes out of you, and it sounds good, and like right. it belongs in your mouth. Yes. But then sometimes you're just like, "Oh, oh no, is that a hard yeah. R?" <laughs> Sometimes you're like, too many G's? Too many oh, G's. Oh, no. <laughs> How did you just oh, spell boy. that word? It's <laughs> like, bitch, what are you doing? Um, do you have an ethnicity that you like to date? I'm glad. That's a good question. I appreciate you asking hey, it. Hey, no problem. So obviously everyone that listens to this is a huge fan of mine. So you know that I'm a <laughs> light-skinned African-American man. Uh, my father is black. My mother is white. And as a result- Oh, so you are mixed. I, I didn't, am mixed. I didn't know you were mixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I grew up with my white mom. Oh. But then I dad. met my black dad when I was 17. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of your pilot. That's I met my black dad. <laughs> Me and my black dad. Me and my black dad. Um, but as a result, like, I was, I'm a pretty, uh, the way, so my black dad is insane, but to quote him, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm an equal opportunity employer when it comes to fucking. <laughs> really said to you yeah he says that he he says to oh. me he goes son don't go doing nothing stupid like fall in love women are a buffet and you got to sample like you was at the sizzler a buffet <laughs> and then a sizzler <laughs> reference 
Your dad, your black dad, is my favorite yeah, human yeah, yeah. being. He's great. You would love him. Oh, that's so um, funny. <laughs> yeah. Women are a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's insane. Um, but I think honestly, genuinely, like as a a product of a mixed relationship, mm-hmm. I don't like racially at least, like there's not a type that's really specific to mm-hmm. me. Like I have had part of it is like I grew up around white people, so I think like initially that was very much mm-hmm. like uh white women, but I've had yeah, I've dated Asian women, black women, Puerto Rican, <gasps> half black. All kinds of just just Puerto hodgepodge Rica. of Puerto Rico has no electricity, so please donate <laughs> to Hurricane. Right. I think Maria relief in Puerto Rico. Just do it, nice. please. <laughs> um, and if that's the wrong one, whoops. <laughs> yeah, oopsie. Don't know which hurricane, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I also thought I liked white men. Yeah. Like I thought I was like that was my preference, mm-hmm. but the older I get, I was like, oh, I think it was just because that's what I was. Uh, open to like growing up it was only white guys and then when I did get to meet black guys they would sometimes criticize me for the way I spoke and the way I held myself and then the older I get I'm like oh the world is filled with so many different types of people I think my preference is someone who's like nice to me totally yeah right like just nice yeah just that's all I want and I joke about wanting a big dick and I do (laughs) want a huge dick so if you nice and got a pencil dick get the Move out. on, motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. I'm getting to a point where I'll, I'll we can work with the pencil. You'll dick. take it. I'll sharpen it up. We can work with it. I can make it good for me. I got a pocket knife. I will sharpen it up. <laughs> Imagine. I'm like, come on, just put it in here. I'm just gonna sharpen your dick. <laughs> I want to feel something. Um, but I think to your point, like part of it is like I feel like you're attracted to the people that I think if we're getting real psychological mm-hmm, about it, mm-hmm. it's like the people that you're around when you like reach sexual maturity yeah. is like a really important thing. And so when that's why you're like, oh, I like members of the opposite sex mm-hmm. or the same sex or whatever. And you're like, this is what the type of people are around me. Of course you're going to continue to have a sort of thing mm-hmm. for that type of person. But yeah, I think like my type and it's just like, here's the th- important thing for me. Yes. I'm like, you don't have to do what I do, but you got to love what it is that you uh-huh. do. That's like a real deal break for me when somebody's sort of like, eh, I don't know. I do like, same. It's got to be like passion. Yes. I think passion is really important. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just, This career shit is kind of crazy. And so it's like, mm-hmm. you got to be, even if you can't understand like what it is that I do exactly, I mm-hmm. need you to be able to engage with like the idea of me being really committed to this. Sure. You know? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Would you date someone with dreams? Who's like not working where they want to work, but they're like, I aspire to this. Absolutely. As long as they were like legitimately on the grind and sort of like nothing is going to stop me. Mm-hmm. I'm all the way up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I heard that song the other day and I was like, this is a Sprite commercial. This I can't a, listen to this song. This is a Sprite commercial. I can't do it. Um, yeah, but I would almost like be more attracted to that person than somebody who did have a like was really successful mm-hmm. and it's sort of like, I don't know. I don't really like this. Like that is mm, not, I don't love that. Fair. Do, what, how do you feel about that? I don't want to date nobody with dreams. I don't want to hear about your aspirations. Really? I don't want to hear about what you're going to do tomorrow. Wow. I want someone who's living their dream. Okay. And it's real specific. I also don't want someone who's over their dream. Like I would hate to date someone who, like I met with this money manager person and he said, is there a number in your head that would cause you to stop working? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. 
I'll work till I die. Fuck yeah. What does that even mean? He's like, oh, well, some people, they want to reach, you know, X amount of money, and then they retire, and then yeah. they just, like, live. And I was like, what? The thought has never occurred to no. me yeah. to do that. So I would not ever, I don't want to be with somebody who's like, oh, it, once I hit this goal in my career or my life, like, I'm out, I'm done, and I just want to, like, coast. I'm like, totally. no. No, that's so scary. So, like, I feel like uh, those people are very far and few between to yeah. be like, I grind hard, I work hard, I, I'll i sleep when I'm dead. That's, like, my whole thing. For sure. I will work until I'm, like, cross-eyed and my body hurts. Right. And that's why you got seven damn TV shows. <laughs> and they all keep getting canceled. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I like to work. Yeah. It makes me... Happy. I like to make people laugh. I like to sometimes get in my car, drive home, and go, Am I funny? And then sob down the 101. All of that is so great. That's great. Can I say also, just to, just to butt in, um, you provided my first ever paid acting job. Did I really? Uh huh. Uh, you ground up on me. You, oh, on Fast Food Heights. <laughs> on Fast Food Heights. Oh, MTV what a web dream. series. Yep. Um, yeah, that was the first time I ever made uh, uh, $250 acting or whatever it was. <laughs> I remember that day they were like, Zeke is coming in. I was like, I don't think I know Zeke. Like, I or maybe know I did know you at that point. I don't remember. I feel like we'd met maybe once. Yeah, but they showed me your picture and I was like, he's pretty. I can't wait to mm. back up on him. <laughs> and then we had the time of our lives. What a day. But that was not our true bonding moment. It, the... No, that was during uh, Red's <laughs> Apple Ale. Uh, Branded sketch comedy series. Did you get to series. do it the year after? Yes. They didn't ask me back. I feel like you were shooting something. I think they hated me. I don't. That was tough. I don't even know if the commercials are still online. They're not. They took them down. <gasps> they did? Yeah. I think they ended the whole thing. Uh, they did, yeah. Ugh. Well, Red's Apple Ale, it's a free commercial for them. Yep. <laughs> Hard <laughs> Apple Cider, and they would collaborate with comedians every summer and put out some sketches. Nicole and I did a music video with Colton Dunn and Lamorne Morris, and it was yep. a shitload of fun. It was called Summer Cold. You were very good in it. I was very bad. <laughs> did it, you were like, I don't sing. Y'all know that, yeah, right? I was like, I don't sing. So they had some like wonderful black lady with a beautiful voice sing yep. for me. And then lip syncing is something I've never done. So then I had a lip sync to this woman whose like cadences were hard to catch. <laughs> and then nobody told me that it was gonna be sped up twice sped the up. speed. <laughs> so like on top of like being worried about lip syncing, nobody told me that. So then I got there and I was just like <laughs> it was mind boggling. And then the amount of time they had us waiting that one day in that we mansion. Stayed in that mansion that belonged to an insane Persian Some woman who sad kept checking woman. in. With- <laughs> She just kept checking in, and she's like, yes, my husband, he died. He died, but he loved but comedy. he loved comedy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That's what I want, to get married and have my husband be like, she loved comedy. Come into our home. Yeah. Please, Comedy Central. Oh, and man. then we were in the desert for, like, were you you were yeah, on that day, right? There. Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, <sighs> that was a great summer job. I loved that. They were I on a baseball field for something. A kickball, yeah. Uh, that was fun. It, it was, was like fun. summer camp. It was it totally was like summer camp. Acting is a lot like summer camp. Uh-huh. You just hang out with a bunch of fun people, yeah. especially in comedy. Yeah. You hang out with fun people for like ex- like 12 hours a day. Yeah. And then you like just that's like your family for like 6 weeks or however long you're totally. on the shoot. Oh, boy. Stay goofing. So follow your dreams, guys. Follow your dreams. <laughs> and you, too, can go to summer camp with Red's Apple Ale. And maybe Nicole will Crisp give you your first $250. <laughs> I wish it was more money, Hal. No, no, no. That's a perfect amount to start with. Man, you get paid so little in the beginning of your career. Uh-huh. And then 
so much yeah. when you make it. It's insane. My first uh, paying acting job was for Landline Television, <laughs> which is this online thing like Comedy, or not Comedy Central. It's like um, College Humor, but like doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. I think I got paid $100 in snacks. Oh, yeah. And I was like, boom, I fucking did it. Uh. I made it. But it feels like free money at that point because you at that oh, yeah. you've been doing that same shit for uh-huh. years for free. For free. And so you're like, and then Yeah. And you're just like, a hundred fucking dollars? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ripping them off blind. Yep. And then I remember the first time I got paid like a good chunk of money to do something, I was like, whoa. For wait, what? Yeah, you feel like you're stealing. Yes, but <laughs> now I'm like, oh, this amount. No, I'm not doing it. That's not enough. And it's like a good amount of money. And I'm like, no, nah, not worth my time. Uh, you done change, girl. You get some money in your pocket. You gonna change too? <laughs> but I also have a mortgage now, so I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. I guess I don't want to, but I'll get do this it. Money. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. Okay, we have to take a little break. Great. But when we come back, Marlon Zick. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back! <laughs> <laughs> This is the quickest commercial break I've ever been a yeah. part of. It's called editing, so the commercial will be edited right up in there. For those that are at home and can't see what I just saw, the <laughs> commercial break consisted of Nicole throwing her arms straight up in the air like one of those car dealership uh, blowy dolls, and then it was mm-hmm. over. And here we are. Wow. Here we are. Do you remember in that music video... <laughs> That dog, yes. that dog that could drive a car. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Uh, I want to say oh, Denny, but that's wrong. I think it's like Binky or something. Oh, like that. Dinky, uh, Dinky, Dinky, yes. Dinky the dog. Another free advertisement yeah. for somebody. <laughs> Follow Dinky on Instagram. Dinky the dog. He's on Instagram. He can drive a he car. He drives a car. Yeah. He does other things. I don't know what though. I'm not sure. He always wears sunglasses. But do you remember then? You might have left at this point. But they wrapped. So Dinky shot his piece, and he was wrapped. The dog was wrapped. And then <laughs> Dinky's owner refused to leave set because he was just having too much fun, and he was just like <laughs> distracting everyone because he continued to drive 
stinky around. No, in the I car. remember that because we were outside by the pool, and yes. they didn't have another outfit for you, but they wanted you to fall in, be in the pool. Yep, which is so insane. Totally. Just if there's a pool, just have more outfit. Have whatever. More outfits. Um, Last quick detail about that, and then we cannot talk about that ever no, again. But we're gonna continue to talk about do you it. Remember, Warren G showed up. He was yes. also in this fucking video. Yes. Warren G showed up. The, the most boss shit ever. With a backpack just filled with 20 cans of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. Oh, he did. And then that's incredible. The producer was like, Can we get you anything, Warren G? He goes, Yeah, Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so they drove to go get him, Carl's Jr. Oh, what a dream. What a I fucking... cannot wait till I get to that point in my career where I can demand Carl's Jr. wherever I go. <laughs> just have backpack also, I think of light he told beer. them he was like, Two takes. Yeah. He was a true baller. Yeah, he came in, I think, late. Uh-huh. Two takes, and then was out. Yep. It, perfect. Hell yeah. But then also it was like, you don't need him for more than two takes. No. Just like, get it right. For sure. Just set it up with somebody else. Get it, whatever. Um, there was one shoot where we were outside. It was like a crab shack. Were you on that one? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and you a, had the gun, and the I, guy yelled at you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was a cop with a gun, and at one point I thought it was funny to pull it out and go, pop it and pop, and then the director of the AD was, was like, AD. never, ever do that. And then he made some comment like, people get shot in these streets for less than that. Yes, and then he took the gun and was like, this is not a loaded gun. This is gun safety. And I was like, oh my God. Didn't you complain and get him fired also? Probably, but I was like, you like he all he, he all he needed to bad. do was pull me aside, and I'd never held a gun yeah. before on set. A lot of times when people do stupid shit, it's because they've never done it before. All he needed to do was pull me aside and be like, "Hey, this looks like a real gun. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, okay, that's just like safety first. And I would have said, "My bad. I am so sorry." Instead, the wardrobe lady had gotten me clothes that were too small and were cut up the back, so my whole back was out. <laughs> and then this man is dressing me down, and I was like, "This is the worst day I of my life." Ugh, what a dream! Red's a dream. apple ale. Hey, Red's apple ale. <laughs> Don't buy it. <laughs> Don't support them. No, do. Or I don't care. Who cares? They put money in my pocket. I don't they know if did. it was them or Comedy Central or whatever. Oh, what a dream. What a true dream. What a... <laughs> You'll do... If you want to be an actor and you're listening to this, you're going to do so many jobs that you will look back and go, why? Why? Why to... do they do anything the way they did? Why did I say yes? Why... Do you know Betsy Sidaro? Sure. Of course. Do I don't I know, know why Betsy I just Sidaro? asked you that. What? <laughs> no, who's that? <laughs> oh, well, Betsy, she's really funny. She was on Animal Practice. Whoa. She's on Bangarang. Sure. She was telling me about- <laughs> uh... Animal Practice was <laughs> the credit fall there. <laughs> oh, I guess I got clipped. Uh... Sure. Oh, her fucking disjointed. Netflix show, Disjointed. <laughs> anyway, she was telling me about on Animal Practice, she had to hold a turkey for a while. Oh, yeah. And she was like- the bigger, the funnier. But then she ha- was stuck holding a turkey all day. So it's like, you think something's going to be real funny sure. until you have to do it. Ugh. I was an intern at the production company that made that show. Really? Yeah, like seven years ago. Um, and I remember seeing, like, they had the, the uh, basically all people wanted to see of that show based on NBC's mm-hmm. testing data was Betsy and the Monkey. They loved <laughs> Betsy and the Monkey. <laughs> So much. They were like, more of that woman with the top knot and more of the monkey. <laughs> I would love to 
to see people like leaving the test and being like, oh boy, the top nine and the monkey are doing it for me. But honestly, Betsy's one of the funniest fucking oh, people yeah. I know. It's so bizarre to me that she doesn't have a show just like cater to her. Like she's so funny. Yeah, 100%. We want to see more of Betsy and that monkey. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever yeah, heard. The best comment in Hollywood. <laughs> Unquestionably. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Would you date an actor? Like an actress? Yeah, so this is um I think like part of I, I, I've thought about this because I've gone on sort of both ends of the spectrum where I did I, I did date somebody in the improv community for a while. Um and then I was like it was it was socially challenging in a way that I hadn't really anticipated. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, oh, maybe no actors is like fully the way to go. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to meet people that are yes. not actors and like they don't really understand the lifestyle. Um, so I think like it's, I, I think even like six months ago, I would have been like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And now I'm sort of like, it just has to be sort of right. Like mm-hmm. it's, there's got to be – whatever it is, there needs to be, like, a little bit of distance from, like, my mm-hmm. immediate life. I think, like, I w- it would be challenging to – I'm at the theater less now than I was, but it was, like, just challenging to sort of be, like, where does the line get drawn between this thing that I sort of socially engage with is also a professional thing to a certain mm-hmm. degree and is also my relationship. It just, like – Yeah. It was sticky. It was really hard. hard to sort of untangle. I um, think it's easier to date an improviser if you spend less time at the theater. Yeah, 100%. Because I don't spend – I, like – I have my show – Sunday nights at 11 p.m., Search History. You have your show Tuesdays at 11, Cardinal mm-hmm. Redbird. And then sometimes you perform with white women. Uh, I'm just doing ads. Great, just nice. littering this episode with ads <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> you get an ad. <laughs> anyway, uh, so like I'm not there as often as I used to be, so the thought of dating an improviser seems... Oh, maybe I would, but then the more I think about it, I'm like, ugh. So I want to date like a 23 year old fucking cargo short wearing motherfucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, um, I don't know, but then you like, have you ever dated somebody that just didn't understand your lifestyle at all? Mm, no, I've been on dates with people. But, like, nothing long-term. Right. I went on a date with this one guy who's like, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I do comedy. He's like, yeah, but, like, what do you do for money? And I was like, comedy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but, like, what? And I was like, huh, TV? <laughs> and uh, stand-up. I get paid to do stand-up. And he's like, oh, but, like, are you sure you don't do anything else? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> Just because you don't know me doesn't right. mean that I don't make money doing it. There's so many YouTube people that I don't know who make totally. a shit ton of money. Yeah. It was just his, like... Him trying to like discredit me, I was like, "Oh, this sucks." Yeah, and then he told me about his dreams, and he was working in a Red Robin, and he had long fingernails, and I was like, "I hate this." Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Your face before you did it. I was so excited. Brilliant for that joke. (laughs) It got into your head, and your eyes lit up. I had to let you finish your your sentence. Oh, I um, love it. But I think, like, back to your question, I, I think in- I'm in an interesting point in my life. As mm-hmm. I said, I'm 28 years old. Yes. And I'm starting to, like, I think I'm a pretty, like, structured person. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, even in this life that is sort of by nature lightly unstructured, I'm still a person who, like, likes to show up to improv shows, like, 30 minutes early <gasps> to, like, warm up. Like, that's, and I think it's, I was a pretty serious athlete in college. Uh-huh. And I think that's part uh, of it. It's, yeah, like, yeah. that that routine, I think, is important to me. Um, and I think I'm sometimes... I've been that way with like uh, my life at large a little bit, mm-hmm. where I'm like, "This is what's right for me. I know myself. I'm pretty like self assured person, mm-hmm. but I'm slowly coming to the realization that like maybe those patterns are not like 
they should be more malleable than I've made them out to be in my life. So those like strong declarations of like, no, I definitely don't want to date an actor or like I only date like that Uh is starting to feel like I don't really even know (laughs) anymore, you know? Fair. I truly day to day it's touch and go. Yeah. I'm like, no, never. Well, maybe. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I feel like with our career. It is so much of the unknown. Like, will this get picked up? Yeah. Will we get more seasons? Will we get canceled? Who fucking knows? Yeah. I think in your personal life, you try to make things finite or like make them just a certain thing because you're like, I can depend on this. Right. This I know. Yeah. I guess it is just like going into it. You just have to be like, I think it's like legit to, and I think this is the thing that I was maybe lacking the last time. <laughs> I was like, you need to be able to like voice like what your feel, what your apprehensions mm-hmm. are about it. Like, hey, I feel like there's like an underlying competition to some of our conversations that I that doesn't make me feel good. Like, yeah. <laughs> even just saying that kind of shit would probably make it okay to like, hey, I acknowledge this feeling, mm-hmm. but you're, but you don't want to be like that either. At least, especially when you're like a young comedian, you're yes. like nothing bothers me. <laughs> like, yeah, I think we spend a lot of time being like. Either you're just like, nothing bothers me. I don't care that other people are getting success, even though they like started after me or whatever. Yeah. Or you spend a lot of time with your friends being like, why'd they get that? Why'd yeah. they get It's such a very weird, we're in a, such a weird business where like nothing's personal, but everything's personal. Totally. Yeah. You know? And some of the funniest people I know aren't working. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It's yeah. not, it's not really anybody's fault. It's just like, the luck of the draw, being in the right place at the right time. Oh, is that what relationships are? I I think a little bit, you know? I think, I don't know. I'm sort of just coming to this thought now, too. But I think, like, there's also a real thing about, like, when you are a person that performs for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you have to be, I think I need to learn to, like, not feel like that. You get used to sort of people like looking at you and sort of like wanting shit from you. And I think like with regards to your relationship, you can't worry about that. Like you can't worry how people are perceiving your relationship Mm. or like worry about what are people going to think or like how is this going to like – you know what I mean? Because then Mm -hmm. you're not – immediately your focus is split. Like it's just got to be like, no, I'm just going to be in this relationship and people can think what they want about it. And like I don't know. That's not – that's a fucking idiotic point to come to. It's (laughs) not. Do you know what I mean? Like It's not. I think – relationships and discovering things about yourself it's no one's ever done you know yeah. you're not done processing how you feel or what you think about things no one is if anyone is ever like this is finite i'll never change and then they never change it's like you're a stagnant person you're not totally. a real person yeah people change over time okay so you're not on tinder but nah. i want you to look at my tinder i'd love to read the read the like about me and describe the pictures and if you want to see what zeke is seeing you can go to nicole byer comedy on facebook all right first things first not to put you on blast but just because you said uh you made mention to your age of being 31 and on this it is 28 i can't change hey respect respect you know what i'm saying well i said it uh Earlier, younger. Oh no, I said it younger uh, specifically because the internet didn't know how old I was yet, ah. and I didn't want anyone to catch it. But now the internet knows, and IMDb it. has it. And IMDb, for whatever reason, wants people to suffer, and they won't take your age down once they have it. Got it. Got it. Um, great. So we see Nicole twenty eight. Hey, she's less than a mile away, guys. <laughs> yeah, baby. So in your photo, 
Am I just supposed to describe this? Yeah, describe yeah. photos, describe, uh, or just read the, the about me. Great. Well, first of all, you holding the, looks like a pineapple drink and then mm-hmm. putting the top of the pineapple on your head. Mm-hmm. Great. So, good picture, bad picture. Do you like it? I like the picture a lot. I think okay. it's actually a really good representation of your yes. essence as a human being. Yeah. You seem fun. You seem like, I'm like, this is a chick who's down to live. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she don't want to die. She, she wants to die. live. <laughs> she got to get a husband so her obituary can read she's survived by somebody. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> you want it. Um, great. So uh, uh, our description is, I'm a big old bitch with a fat ass Hey. <laughs> I like people with a sense of humor because life is too fucking long not to. Some things to know about me. I'm definitely a thought. The happiest out there. I'm also a PYT. Probably <laughs> yodeling tonight. And I'm USA. Usually sitting around. Also, I'm all about that D. And by D, I mean dinner. That's a Molly Tarlov. On uh, a previous episode, she told me to put that. So I put it. And we're going to see how it works out. I truly just changed it on my flight yesterday and laughed. So hard at what I came up with for those acronyms. Uh, probably yodeling tonight really got me. That is funny. Um, I love it. Yeah, I would almost put PYT above the happiest out there because, like, it's so specific. You know, okay. like the happiest out there. Yeah, <laughs> usually sitting around is really good too. Um, one interest, loosely. I know I your can't. own damn show. <laughs> I can't figure out how to get it off. I guess I have to log into Facebook. I never go on Facebook, so I should do that. Um, this is this is a good, I think this is a really solid profile for you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, this like there's not. Oh wait, let me let me swipe through your photos a little Thank bit. Thank you. Okay. Oh right. So this is the dildo one that we've that's been discussed on this yes. show before. And I put some googly eyes on it. <laughs> you got a real just because it's in the lexicon right now. But the smoky eye is uh or in the zeitgeist rather. Everyone's talking about the smoky eye People in regards are to Michelle about Wolf. The smoky eye. Real smoky eye in this dick photo. Thank huh? you. you know? hey. Michelle um, Wolf fucking crush. Yeah, she's fucking crush. Good for her. <laughs> This beach photo of you is hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked happier. Oh my god, no! You're that is truly the happiest out there. Ugh. These are great. <laughs> um, I like this last one of you too. This this feels like a pretty good like. This is like a lightly more adult photo for ah, you. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. This That's is like me in front of some shrubbery. Right. Like, hey, this is like if if I was to take you to a wedding as my mm-hmm. date, like this is the vibe that ah, I'm bringing to that wedding. You yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes. Uh, Just like here for a nice picture right. and a nice time. Then we get a couple drinks and you start screaming about dicks to the bride. And <laughs> there, you want the same dick forever? <laughs> Why you do that to you? Um, uh, great. I mean, shit. I would swipe on that. Okay. Would you really? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't swipe on anyone because I don't believe that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I think, I think if your your goal is to curate a profile that is like. This is my this is my sort of mm-hmm. true essence. Obviously, it's it's the internet, so you gotta like manicure it a little bit. <sighs> but I think that's a I think you really hit the sweet spot there. Oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh, so thank what a treat! Thank you so much. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. Why won't you date me? Oh. I've never asked. No. <laughs> but in this in this world we're living in, sure. would you or wouldn't you? So uh, I was thinking about this. Um, the last three times that I've seen you, mm-hmm. the, I think, second question you've <laughs> asked me is, so who are you fucking now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
end, mm-hmm. immediately I got so defensive and was like, I, I don't know how to answer that question. And like all of my insecurities about uh, comedy and being on display and like not me as a comedian, but like romantic oh, shit about no. comedy really were just... I was like, I got to get out of here. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, not I won't at do all. it anymore. No, now it's funny because okay, I'm good. ready for it. <laughs> You're I not was... the only person who's had that reaction. They're like, why do you do this? And I'm like, I don't realize I'm doing it. It's, it's... just words falling out of my mouth. It, it's Yeah, that's you. Um, but I was like, it's a funny like a representation I think of our the differences in our personalities a little bit I'm like I would never ask somebody that question <laughs> especially because like I don't see you that much no. you know what I mean um but yeah I was like I don't know I I think um yeah, it's it, that like you are if and if I have a if read on it incorrectly, like I'm a person that's like a little bit private. And oh I yeah, think sure. You are not. You are correct. Yeah, I and tell so, people all my business. Totally, and I think like at dating you, that would be a little bit challenging mm-hmm. for me. Um, because I would feel by proxy that my life was on display and a little mm. bit out of my control, and I think that would be hard for me. Um, Interesting. You're the only person who's ever said that, and you're right. Yeah. Because I would talk about it. I would talk mm-hmm. about it on stage and stand up. Yeah. I would talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You're. I wouldn't say your name, but then like I'd probably post a picture right. of you on Instagram, so people yeah, would know yeah, exactly yeah. who you were. Motherfuckers would know. And yeah. And then that like would... our mutual friends would all know. Totally. So yeah, you're very right. And that's the like real true core of a like. Ah. That's hard for me. Yeah. Um. And the, whether that's. That is not a. That's not a knock on you by any means. No, that's just a that's just potential insecurity on my part, different or ways. just like a personality difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But boy, you got a great energy about you. I hey, love spending time thank around you. you. Um. But yeah, I think, and it's like, I don't know. It's such a hard li- like. That's a thing that I think I've, as I have gotten older, I realize I value more and more. Sort of like mm-hmm. not necessarily just my privacy, but specifically my ability to control it. Like, ah. um, like if I want to tell you a story about my <laughs> my crazy black dad who I met when I was seventeen, <laughs> great. That's like me parceling that mm-hmm. that information, you know. But I have trouble when I'm like, oh no, somebody else is like is talking about my life, and I'm not, you know, pushing that, n- or I don't have control over that narrative. I guess. Um, the only time I've ever felt that way is when IMDb published my age because it wasn't something I told anybody. And uh, I made a very a very aggressive point to never say my age on stage, mm. on film, anywhere. Like I just made a very conscious decision not to do yeah. that because I was like, I look young or I can look older. I say, yeah. I don't know, I look about maybe... And the lady on the plane, she was a black lady. She was like, how old are you, 26? And I was like, aha, I could be. <laughs> you know, black don't crack. And then we tee-hee-heed all the way to fucking Atlanta. But it, like, I was like, I could play younger or I can play older, depending yeah. on like what you put me in. And then once you put that age up there, people, especially like when you get a, like in your mid-30s, nobody wants to like let you play yeah. you know, younger or whatever. And I've heard casting directors say, oh, they're 35, too old. I'm like, they don't look 35. I'm like, right. well, they are. And I'm like, oh, so age does. Yeah. So when that was published, I was like beside myself, <laughs> which is probably how you would feel every single day if we ever dated. Right, yeah. Why is she saying this? Well, why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> so my man came home the other night. <laughs> 
You would not believe what he did. So, I would just have a podcast called My Man Came Home the Other Night. <laughs> my impression of you is like a, like a very stereotypical black comedian. I love it. I love it. My man came home the other night and what did I do? Uh, a lot of end bombs in that podcast. Oh man, so many. This nigga came home and he dropped all the silverware. He woke my ass up and I said, "Nigga, what you doing?" You gonna give me that dick to make up for that mistake? <laughs> and then he did, and you know what? It and was it was fine. fine. And we all went to sleep. The silverware stayed on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> it wasn't good, but it was fine. <laughs> um. If you like black lady stand-ups, you should watch old Sherry Shepard on Deaf County Jam and then just like on YouTube. Yeah. She has this one set where she opens up. She's like, I love to suck a dick. I suck a dick so good. The dick come to me and I suck a dick. And there is no jokes for about a full minute. And then I don't know if any jokes start. It's She's just screaming about how she likes to suck dick. And it's so funny. That's amazing. Oh, so funny. All like... Who else on Def Comedy Jam? Uh, Adele Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen her set where she's no. like, because I'm a fucking late. It's so funny. She has this one joke. I'll ruin it for you. Please. She goes, I got big lips, so I need a big dick. I can't <laughs> fuck nobody with a tic tac. Oh, no. What is it? I can't fuck nobody with a tiny dick. That'd be giving a tic tac to a whale. <coughs> and the audience reaction is they all stand up. Start stomping around, <laughs> like run around the theater, and it's maybe the funniest reaction to anything I've ever seen. Black stand-up audiences oh, are the best thing. They ever. are because they'll let you know if something's actually funny. They fucking feel it in their like uh, guts. In their soul. It's so fun to watch. Oh, yeah, I love. I can't remember. Something happened recently that was so funny that I stomped my feet and hopped around. <laughs> it's like. And I couldn't stop myself. It's like, what is that? It's a like, there is just this like, it's like a tension release thing. You're like, yeah. this is so funny that my, I can't unclench my stomach. Yes. So I've got to stomp my feet to try and get that energy <laughs> out. And it's like, yeah. it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think maybe it stems from church. Because when yeah. you catch the Holy Ghost in church, you're sure. stomping your feet and you're like running right. around because you're feeling so much. Yeah. So I guess it's the same thing when like something makes you laugh so hard that you're feeling so much. Catch that comedy ghost. Truly. Ucha. I love when someone says something funny and someone has to do a lap. Yeah. Ugh, they have to just run around. I don't do black rooms often. But maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start. Maybe you find you a nice, thick chocolate brother. Honestly, Woo! the older I get, the more I'm like, yes. I met Chadwick Postman the other day. Oh my God, he was at UCB, right? That's what somebody said. Or at, um... John said he was at, like, a UCB show. He was at show. Franklin & Co. Well, he was at Franklin Co. Is when I saw, saw him. him. Yes. It. Were you Madeline? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she I saw a little bit of that show. show. It was funny. It was fine. But I couldn't stay. <laughs> no. I can't possibly watch any more improv. Certainly not. I'd pass right away. But um, so Madeline and I were eating. Chadwick Boseman, the fucking Black Panther, comes into Franklin and Company. Hey, Wakanda forever. And I, Wakanda forever. I look up and I was like, <gasps> nobody clocked him. It was insane wow. that this man who made a billion dollars, like the movie made a billion fucking dollars, yeah. which means... Statistically, everybody in that restaurant saw that movie at least twice. So he sits down, and I was like, he can't. He can't just sit. Someone has to say something. I'll say something. (laughs) So I like go to the bathroom and I was like, what am I gonna say? (laughs) Just like on the toilet. So then I like leave the bathroom and I lean down and I was like, hey, I know you're eating, but you are sexier in person, and it's a treat to be in your presence. (laughs) And he laughed, and I looked at his friend and I went, oh. 
You're hot too. <laughs> oh, what a fine table of chocolate. And then I went, bye bye. <laughs> and then like walked away and sat down. I was like, Madeline, I think I'm insane. She was like, you are. What'd you say? And I told her and we laughed. We tee hee hee'd. Oh, it was amazing. a real treat. He looks smaller oh, yeah. in person. I bet. Yeah. But like his skin is so nice. Sure. It's all that heart-shaped herb he's been eating. Truly. Heart-shaped herb? <laughs> you haven't seen the movie? What what? Black Pan Oh, the the purple juice? Uh-huh. Yes, okay. The hot chipped up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> So you saw it more than uh, once. I saw it a couple times. He was I in the Franco and be like, Oh yeah, can I have the power of the hot shaped <laughs> up? <laughs> I, I'm sure people <laughs> say lines like that It's gonna be so fucking annoying. All the time. Have you seen the meme of him doing the Wakanda Forever, the uh-huh. little salute, and he just, his eyes are dead? Yes, he's like, oh <laughs> God, like, what really? am I doing? Wakanda Forever? Yeah, forever, uh, forever. I love it. It's so great. I have he's a question so sexy. for you yeah. on this note. Please. Do you, so I was having a conversation with a black woman the other day um, who, on, who specifically only dates black men. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you fall on that spectrum? Or like, is that a, an, uh, a thing that you can connect to? Or Yeah, well, I used to specifically only go for white men Yeah, because black men sometimes would uh, uh, have comments to say about my blackness. And I was like, I don't want to spend time defending my blackness. Yeah. I'm a black woman. I may sound the way I sound. I may act the way I act. But at the end of the day... If I get pulled over, I'm fucking black, you know? Right. If I'm applying for a house loan, I'm fucking black. Like, yeah. none of the things that I do take away from my blackness. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I realize that there's a lot of other black people who've grown up the way I've grown up and sound the way I do and had parents who raised them the way I was raised. Um, but so now I kind of really want to find a black man mm. who... Uh, like speaks speaks my language and is like like me. Yeah. Because if I have kids, I want little chocolate little nuggets. Sure. I want you little black kids. Yeah. It's, little black girls are precious. They're adorable. They're so cute and they're yeah. so funny. There's that's a really interesting thing that I I've been processing that a little bit recently. Like <laughs> after this conversation, like the the this woman sort of said a, a, she was like my thing. The reason that I do it is that like. Or that I I am sort of limiting my quote unquote limiting myself in that way is that like um yeah she just like wants somebody that can really connect to that same experience yeah. which makes sense you know um I think be, again me being sort of a product of a, a biracial relationship mm-hmm. that's like not something that I connect to in the same way but to your point about like you know the, like it's such an interesting thing of like black people being like it's it's. It, on the one sense, it's like a really kind of amazing thing that black people are like, I want to continue to sort of mm-hmm. connect with my culture in this way. And so that's where I focus my romantic energy. But on the other half, like black people are so like authentically black is such a thing that is <laughs> talked about constantly. And yeah. like people are really like put on blast for not ascribing to that. Maybe less so as we continue. But like uh-huh. that was such a thing. Like you talk white, you sound white, you yes. dress white. Like this thing of like trying to prescribe to a specific set ideal of blackness. And it's like those two things feel antithetical to me mm-hmm. where you're like, how can you be so about the culture that you are like, I only... I'm going to yes. date this sort of subset of people, uh-huh. but at the same time be like, but that person doesn't fall into that subset yes, that I want. When in reality, like maybe we do or maybe we don't. Crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I talk about it on stage because I've had casting directors say to me, literally, be black. Or sure. uh, this one lady said, if you go to black, I'll bring you back, <laughs> which blew my mind. And I was, <laughs> for the first time in my life, speechless. But then I, like I say on stage, I'm like, well, what kind of black yeah. when you tell me to be black or like, 
Do they live in, you know, public house, like a uh, fucking the projects? Do they live in like Baldwin Hills? Yeah. Do they live in Beverly Hills? Do they go to college? Do they not go? There's so many different types of black. Yeah. And like, so just for you to put black in one little subset is stupid and it's right. rude. And then for someone like a black person to be like, oh, I can't date them. They sound white. It's like, well, you're trying to erase my blackness. 100%. And it's, you I think can't. that's the thing that really gets me. It's like that idea is so clear. Like they, the lack of recogn- like recognition that black is not a monolithic, monolithic experience mm-hmm. is a specifically like that's a white point of view. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But it's one that black people also really uh-huh. have. And it's I don't know. I think black people don't realize how much racism and white people have influenced how we live how we think totally. and what we do. Yeah. It's insane. Cause like for you to reject any sort of blackness, it's not from bl- being black. Yeah. That's from white people telling you that you have to act a certain way. For sure. That you are a certain way. And then the more I learn about what white people did in the past, the more I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> you're the descendant <laughs> of a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned about red, uh, redlining. Red's apple oil. Red's apple oil. <laughs> Hard apple cider, quench your thirst. Yum. <laughs> I just, do you know what redlining is? No, I is? don't. Redlining is, um, so redlining is when you district like a city mm. and then like the green zones for white people, the red zones for black people, and you make it hard for the black people in the red zone to get a loan to move to the green zone. Uh, so have you ever heard of like- It's like gerrymandering you know, yeah, based on race. Ger- yeah, it's gerrymandering for housing, wow. essentially. Okay. And like in my experience, I grew up in the suburbs and there was only two black families in my whole suburb of maybe a hundred houses or yeah. something, like our subdivision, whatever you want to call it. And my mom's family kind of treated her in a certain type of way because they felt like she had gotten out and she like moved to the suburbs and was like living this wonderful dream and yeah. people would ask her for money and shit. And I never really understood why she was treated the way she was treated or why she would have comments about what people were saying about her until I learned about redlining. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. She, I guess, won the housing game. Yeah. It's really interesting. And they're like, they make it. It's so like suburbs just stay white. It's like a white little utopia. Totally. White picket fences. I was in one in Connecticut. I got lost. What part of Connecticut? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I thought I was going to Colby College, but that's not where I was. (laughs) I was in New Haven. Colby's in Maine, right? Yep. Yeah. I was so confused the whole weekend. And I kept saying Colby College and nobody corrected me. Were you at Con College? I think I was at New Haven University. Okay. Because I was in New Haven, Connecticut. But I got lost like an hour away from New Haven where there was literal stoplights for bikes and there was all white people and the only non-white people I saw were Asian adopted children with white parents. That's crazy. Because New Haven is fucking hoods. Parts is of it, it? Yeah, parts of it are- Well, like, I was an hour away from New Haven. Okay. I was an hour in the wrong direction. Got it. I, like Yale, where Yale is, that is a- My yes, friend I was, was a, there. His, That's great. No, it's ghetto. It's I like, like it. Oh, okay. There were lots it's of black like, people. I felt, I okay. felt good. It's uh, great. Uh, my- Good friend growing up, his dad was a professor at Yale for a while, and when uh-huh. he was five, he saw somebody get shot in the back yes! in the of Yale. Yes, yeah. He witnessed a murder. Ivy League, get <laughs> Come murdered. <through. laughs> Come on, murderous Ivy League. Oh boy. <laughs> um, 
I got not pulled over when I was in this white utopia, but I was behind a cop and I was like looking at my phone to be like, how far away am I from this hotel? And the cop got out of his car and I was like, does he think I'm holding a pink gun? Because my phone case is pink. I was like, uh. I don't. So I like very slowly lowered it and like just put my hands in like my lap. Cause I was like, don't make any sudden movements. Like yeah. don't do anything. And then he like motioned for me to roll down my window. And I was like, okay. So I rolled down my window and he's like, your hubcap's a little wonky. I noticed that from my uh, rear view mirror. And I was like, no way. Yeah. So then when I stopped the car and got out, it was like slightly coming out of the top. Like there's, he clocked me and wanted me to know he clocked me. Wow. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. Like, this sucks. Yeah. It, 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 I felt, I don't feel safe when there's only white people anymore. Yeah. And growing up, I used to never feel any sort of way about it. But the older I get, the more I'm like, nah. It's no. so interesting how I'm having the exact same experience where my like internal barometer of being in white spaces has really changed a lot. Yes. And like that was I grew up in, in a town literally that had three and a half black kids. Like I went to school <laughs> and was just like it was pretty white. All my, all my friends were white. And mm-hmm. I still love my white people. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I like them too. But... Uh, but I'm getting set to go to a wedding next weekend where I know for a fact I'm going to be maybe one of two uh-huh. people. I'm like, that is going to be rough, motherfucker. Well, because <laughs> the older you get, the more microaggressions happen. Yeah. Where sometimes an old, because old white men, for whatever reason, at weddings at around midnight lose their minds with mm. me. And they touch me and they say things about my body. And. Just the older I get, I'm like, oh, that's not a one-time thing. That's uh, I'm exoticized or something or whatever. And they feel like they are allowed to say these things to me. I was at one wedding where this old white guy kept slapping my butt Mm. and then like winking at me. Talking full five finger? Mm -hmm. Mm. And I... Was like who you can't complain to HR like who do you yeah. complain with a DJ like stop playing music <laughs> you can't so I just dealt with it yeah I can, you can't scream at someone's uncle at their right. wedding call him the N word he'll yeah. love <laughs> honestly he probably would he'd be like yeah I'm one of you tonight oh my god oh boy that's crazy yeah yeah I went back to my college reunion uh, a couple of years ago my five year and I was like. I was just like, it was so weird being surrounded by the exact same people, mm-hmm. but feeling completely different in that space. Where yeah. I was like, God damn, like this is, and that's one of the beauty, beauties of LA is like, it's mad diverse. Did you <laughs> grow up like, in LA? No, 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 no. But just like having lived here yes. for the last seven years, like mm-hmm. it's, I have shifted in a really fundamental way that I'm still sort of shocked by. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I don't. And like the thought of me having kids, like I could, I wouldn't be able to take them to a place that wasn't, you know? No, yeah, I couldn't have diverse. my kids grow up in an all white place. It would just, I don't know, it does something to you. Yeah. Do you want to have kids? No. No? But if I were to have kids, I want little chocolate nuggets. Yeah. But I decided if I hit like 55, 60, and I still don't have a partner, uh, I'm gonna adopt a like a 13 year old gay mm. kid, rename him Aquaria or sure, Aquarius or something, sure, sure, sure. and then just take him yeah. around. And At he'll... 13, where he has no sense of self, yeah. give him a new name. <laughs> give him a new name, <laughs> an orange feather boa, and say we're going to France for the weekend. <laughs> it's like that's what I want. And that's then he'll great. just be feral because he won't know how to interact with sure, people. He'll just be like, with me. I guess I'm Aquaria now. <laughs> I'm Aquaria. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, um, 
Plug, plug, plug. I don't know. Um, come check out Cardinal Redbird Tuesday night at 11 p.m. at UCB or White Women second Friday of every month at UCB Sunset. Both very fun shows. Also, you can catch AP Bio where Zeke is a writer on it. It's all on Hulu. So it's uh, on Hulu. Get up there, yeah. So pay for that Hulu. Pay for it. Watch AP Bio. Help it get renewed to keep my black friend employed. Hell yeah. And if you like listening to this podcast... You can leave a comment. This was a really <laughs> wide-ranging conversation that we had. I like it. It was great. Um, nobody really leaves me nasty comments like I ask for. What kind of nasty do you want? I want something nasty that's like, Nicole, I want you to sit on my face and mm. fart so then I could blow it through my mouth. Right. <laughs> Back into your butthole. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here's one. Nicole, I would stretch out that booty hole and wear you like a hat. (laughs) That's great. I like that. Oh, here. Hey, Nicole. Uh, Oh, the first one was from Jam Diggity. I'm trying to think, like, picture that. Stretch out that booty hole with his head so that he would. Yeah, yes. And then I would just be a person sitting on top of him (laughs) like a hat. Like a real fun Easter hat. Hey. Uh, Zach H. Official said, hey, Nicole, I'd bend you over and treat you right, but I got to put a bag over your head because I'm gay. Hit me up. (sighs) Okay. Which is funny that he can't take my feminine face, but is okay with my pussy. (laughs) I would put a strap on on me and keep my bag, my head bagless. Sure. Oh, whatever. Zeke, this has been fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.